Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secret Birds HQ podcast. And this is podcast episode number 85. And today we are joined by Miss Tracy Jenkins. Hello, Tracy. Hi, Joanne. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hello, hello, hello. So Tracy is joining us all the way from London. And Tracy, also known as Tracy J, is an inspiring entrepreneur and motivational talk radio host. She's a woman, a mother, a sister, a partner, and so much more. She believes with a passion in the human spirit and focuses on sharing strategies and information and how we can each work towards becoming our authentic selves. This means pursuing our purpose passionately and with integrity. She was born and raised in Southeast London. Big up London, yes, London, London. <laughs> she enjoys traveling abroad and exploring the world as it's filled with beautiful places, people, and cultures. Her employment background is in management and admin, and she spent the past five years working in the area of network marketing before recently deciding to pursue a need to fill the gap in financial education. Her goal is to reduce the gap in the understanding, education, and prosperity of families and help us understand that it is okay to have goals and dreams and pursue financial independence or wealth. She does this work through a franchise-type business with a company called Genistar. Genistar is built on a 40-year financial business model based in America, in the United States, which has come to the UK and for the past 11 years has been changing the lives of families in Britain. So in 2006, she hosted a weekly live talk radio show on Power Extra Radio, an internet-based radio station, reaching out to a global audience with positivity, love, passion, and purpose. Mindset is the most powerful armor we have when pursuing our goals. I agree, Tracy, I agree. But remaining motivated and focused can be challenging for us all from time to time. Her radio show is about continuous self-development, a marketing tool for business to inform and share their inspirational journeys and making an impact over the weekend. She enjoys networking and meeting new people, and she's looking forward to creating and maintaining collaborative relationships with other female entrepreneurs. So hello, Tracy. Oh, wow. Quite an introduction. Thank you. (laughs) I love the introduction. So welcome to the Rare Birds podcast. It is a pleasure to have you on. So tell us more about you. We know you're from Southeast London. Where, Where in London are you based right now? Are you still Southeast? Yes, I moved. I'm just like on the border now. I moved into the Croydon Borough in January of this year. So um, it's new new beginning, change of direction there for us as well in terms of our family. My son started a new school last September in the same area as well. Um, And my 22-year-old daughter is getting ready to leave home. (laughs) Wow. Um, Croydon, Croydon is not technically London though, is it? Like suburban London. Yeah, well, my postcode's SE, so I'm just, that's why I say I'm, I'm in the Croydon Borough, but I'm just on the outskirts of southeast London, yeah, yeah, just yeah. sort of heading into Croydon. Okay. But um, yeah, loving it, love, love living here, it's a nice um, home, and looking forward to making some memories here. Very nice. So, okay, so tell us a little bit about your background. We know that you've done business and admin, and just talk us through to where you are now. Okay, so in terms of career, um, as I said, I've had, I have two children. Um, I had my daughter quite young when I was 18. So I didn't get to go to university until I was in my 20s. I went when she started school. 
Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, my dad, um, my parents are both from Jamaican uh, backgrounds. They came mm-hmm. here when they were young. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad always tried to instill in us the importance of a, a good work ethic. And he was a man who really strongly believed in education and wanted us to go as far as we could with that, which mm. was one of the reasons why, even though I had my daughter young, I still after about five to six years of working, decided that I wanted to study and, and go for a degree. I went for a degree in the area of business and marketing because those are two areas that I absolutely love um, mm-hmm. and was quite fascinated with when I was younger. And I did okay in, in school in terms of business as well. Mm. So I, I studied, uh, worked and studied, um, and then found a job working for the probation service and then I spent the next nine years building a career um, with the London probation service Um, and that kind of came to an end when I was made redundant in 2012 okay but it actually coincided with me wanting more and are starting to ask myself certain questions like you know that I started to feel like I was missing something um like something wasn't quite right in terms of where my life was going and that I wasn't really happy with where I was so I started to ask the question um you know there has to be more to life than this you know going to work coming home Um, And then my mind were kind of opened a bit and I was introduced to um, Forever Living, which is a a multi-level marketing or network marketing, a lot of people call it, organisation, where you are recruited as an independent person and you basically learn how to run their business model. Um, So I spent the next five years doing that, which, as I said, coincided with, I I think I was doing it for about a, just under a year before I was made redundant. So I was doing it part time alongside my job, because that's how a lot of those businesses work. It's about helping you to gain the skills and build up an income so that you can eventually, if you want to leave your job and then that, you know, the business will be your main income. So I worked that business for a number of years and it was in health and wellness, an area that I had started to suffer um, anyway. So it wasn't serious illness, but I had started to develop some problems with my stomach. They weren't serious, but I found that the products that Forever Living um, produces and they're the growers of aloe vera and beehive products. So they own the whole process from the growth of the products to it actually being bottled. I found the products absolutely amazing in terms of helping me to sort of focus on health and well-being. Um, So, you know, why not share that with other people? You know, there are so many people out there who, you know, are not really looking after themselves uh, in terms of vitamins, minerals and, and amino acids and all the kind of things that our body needs. Right. So I worked that for five years, sharing the products with people and also recruiting a team. Mm. So um, when I'd worked for probation service, I'd learned how to be a manager. <laughs> right. And it, it's amazing because you don't really make the distinction between a manager and a leader. What Forever Living taught mm. was and that leadership... There is a difference. Yeah, leadership is far different yep. from actual managing people. 
Um, and when you're in an organisation and you're a manager, you tend to be just focused on managing the staff, managing the processes, managing the finances, managing. So you're not really leading people. You're not necessarily getting the best out of them in terms of who they are and getting out the best out of yourself in terms of developing skills. And what Forever taught me was that leadership is far different and it's more about empowering others. Yeah. So it's about helping people to find who they truly are um, and then also leading them in terms of leading by example. Mm. So in Forever Living, you can't ask your team to do what you're not willing to do yourself. Mm. To get out there and to sort of recruit and also to promote the business. So to, to, to promote the business and then also to promote the products. So in order to do this, there's certain skills that you need in terms of communication and being able to relate to people. So the organisation's very big on personal development because it's very big on helping you to develop the skills that you need to, excuse me, to succeed. Okay. So I started to focus on that. And then that's what led me into radio as well. Um, you know, because you're getting out there and you're talking to people. <laughs> and, you know, I found that I absolutely adore networking. Networking enables you to get out there and meet people, talk to them, find out what they're about, you know, what they're doing, where they want to go with their lives. And that's what Forever taught me to do because I was always quite shy. And when I tell people that they don't... I can't, picture you. I can't <laughs> picture you being shy at all. They, that, you know, no one ever believes me. And sometimes I still have those moments. I think my biggest fear was always that I'm going to say something stupid. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We all have, and, that. We all have that. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes I would like not want to speak. Or if I felt like I didn't understand something when I was growing up, I felt like if I questioned it, I would look stupid. So for me, that was always a big part of me feeling a bit introverted is is not you know using my voice when i should you know you find out more ask questions and find out more if you don't understand and then that will help you so yeah so forever helped me with that um and somebody that i met on a train who i got talking with was actually a radio station owner and then so he offered to interview me about my forever living business which was fantastic it was my first time on radio and i was so nervous The butterflies in my stomach were absolutely awful. But I had said that I would do it because one thing that I was learning was that it was important to challenge yourself and Mm. to come out of your comfort zone. Mm. So I did the interview, felt like I absolutely was awful. And then then when we finished, the station manager said to me, you was actually really good. (laughs) And I was like, huh? So... Mm think of ourselves and how other people see us yeah can be totally different um he actually offered me the opportunity to present um on the radio once a week and i accepted as well because like i said um it was important to continuously take yourself out of your comfort zone and feel challenged but rather than and initially when i agreed to do it i was going to focus on forever living and sort of promoting the business but what i thought is do I really want to do that? And I thought, no, what I actually would like to do is encourage people out there to find something that they love doing, Mm. find something that they're passionate about or find something that they feel purposeful about. 
and to pursue that. And the people that I was networking with around me, I felt that they represented that. So I started to interview a lot of business owners, community leaders. So basically people that I was networking with who were trying to improve society as well as improve themselves in some way. And they were trying to do that with businesses that they'd started. So you had people that had their own health and wellness business. You had people that were wanted to coach people who wanted to do run businesses. You know, you had a whole different range of types of people. And that's how we met as well. Secret birds, you know, through, through, you know, net getting out there and networking. And what I found was the more you get out and network, the more you start to connect with like-minded people. Yes. And then that helps your growth as well, because you're connecting with people who are on their own mission, but their values um, are are quite similar to what yours are in terms of their growth and they're wanting to, to follow something and be passionate about something. So I did that for a couple of years and absolutely loved it. But one of the things I must say to people so that they can kind of understand was, understand that, you know, fear, this this is why I want to talk about this because it's about fear. For the first six months or so of doing my show every week, I had those butterflies in my stomach every week. And most people don't actually know that. Um, about me and didn't and you know when I was interviewing people they didn't even actually realize that but every week I was so nervous Mm. but at the same time I was prepared because I would always prepare for my show so I would prepare material I would prepare the sort make sure that I um, researched the person I was interviewing that I already had questions for them I would make sure that the music that I was going to play was in line with the theme that I had for the show. So I was always so prepared, but the nerves were still there. So sometimes, yeah, even though you feel the fear, sometimes I know they say feel the fear and do it anyway. And some people can find that like really cliche, but it's really true. You know, as long as you prepare yourself, then you can do whatever it is that you're afraid of. Absolutely. Can't guarantee what the result's going to be. Absolutely. (laughs) I know I was going to say that's such a great segue into the topic of our conversation today, which is changing direction. And I believe in order to change direction, you've got to feel the fear and do it anyway. Right? Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you carry on. on. Sorry. No, no, go on. Go on. And I was just going to say when you've just described to us sort of where you where you started off and and where you are now, what you're doing. So what led to the change in direction? Um, I think it was more starting to understand who I was, accepting who I was and wanting to just be that person. Mm. Um, I think sometimes we have a mask, especially, I mean, I don't know, I can't speak about other people, but as a female growing up, there's certain demands on us in relation to family, um, society, how people view us. We worry about, you know, maybe how we're looked at. Um, and as a young black person as well, I'm worried about how you're viewed. So you can become so consumed with how other people see you mm. that you're not focused on being yourself and loving yourself. And right. I think for me, in terms of love, I was always looking for, for love outside of who I was. So looking to receive it from somebody else. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and, and I think what's happened over that time, and this is where personal development helps, is that I started to understand that it was important for me to love me first. Right. Yeah. To love me first and just allow myself to just be um, who I am and accept that. And part of that was realizing that there were things that I wanted to do, but I didn't necessarily have the skills yet mm. to be able to do them effectively. And that's where the change in direction comes in yeah. um, to today, actually, because one of the biggest areas that I've always struggled with was finance. Right. And as I, as I started to get older, I've realized why. I thought it was because I'm just not good with money, as a lot of people probably think. Yeah. Because yeah. I had a reasonably, reasonably good job, uh, reasonably good pay for public service. Um, but I just felt like I was just making, I was just a consumer. And I probably still am just a consumer. <laughs> but a consumer with an investment mentality now so that's where the difference is yeah um, so yeah so for me it was about starting to become comfortable with who I am accepting who I am and changing the things that I want to be changed right so would you say a big part of changing directions is first knowing who you are understanding who you are knowing what you want you have to have those things in place first yes yeah of I course. agree I definitely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. You, you have to know who you are and you have to be willing to accept that. And you have to be, well, you don't have to, but you choose to move forward in the directions that you want to move forward in. But sometimes you don't know what those directions are mm. for some people. So some people they're finding their way through who they are still, and they're not quite sure what it is that they want to do. They're not quite sure what their, their purpose is or, or, or what they're really, really passionate about mm. um, because yeah. they might be consumed still with other stuff, you know, with living life, going to work, raising a family. Some people, sometimes you don't, you don't have that headspace to even think about who you are. <laughs> yeah, feel comfortable. that's a luxury for some people, you know. Figure yeah. out who they are, that's a luxury for some people. Yes. Some, a lot of people probably don't even have, you know, do you, do you hear people say this a lot, Joanne? Oh, I'm so busy. <laughs> oh, all the time. But, you know, but I think, but you know, Tracy, this is, this is why I believe that. And I always say this, we're living, we're, we're not living the right way. And um, I think that knowing who you are is crucial to living life. If you don't know who you are, you can't live a fulfilling life. So I just feel like everything that we, we're being taught in schools and what we need to do to to live a fulfilling life is so wrong because think about it you don't have time to figure out who you are so essentially you're saying you're a robot you're living on on on, on autopilot because how are you living like every day if you don't know who you are if you don't know what you want and you know someone said to me once this is this is very existential nobody knows that nobody has time to figure that out and i'm like so what are you doing why are you here you just get up every day and you go to a job and you just live you know every day not knowing not not having an understanding and they're like yeah but most people are like that and i think that's um that's just a direct result a result of us not living the way we're supposed to live because if we know who we are then we can actually figure out our purpose and we can live more fulfilling happy lives where we're impacting people which i think results in less misery overall because a lot of people are miserable 
you know? and that's the key words there is the happiness and the you know feeling content with life and those yeah. I, and, and I got to the point of where I thought that those are the most important th- parts of my life you know don't get me wrong I love my family I love my children but they are not me they are themselves and they have to find out who they are just mm. as I have to find out who you know just as I found out should I say who I am mm. you know and I think that happiness is so important because it does affect your family home. So it will affect your children as well. And if they can see you constantly, and that was one of the reasons, another reason why I pushed myself to sort of follow what I want to follow in terms of my purpose and passion was because I don't want to tell my children to do that if I'm not doing that myself. Mm. One thing my children can't say is that they don't see me trying, that they don't see me making an you know an effort in terms of my own business um and still now even though i'm when i stopped doing forever living i did feel um at a bit of a loss for a little while because i was like right what's next yeah and then i thought right you love marketing so let's go and do some marketing and start and create a business and as we was talking about earlier you know creating a business from scratch is not easy you know, people, you know, need to understand it. So don't feel like a failure if it doesn't quite work out the way that you want it to. Use it as a learning experience. Mm. Um, so in terms of changing direction, what I found was I was looking for something to fill that income void and that void of not having a business anymore with forever and marketing something I've always loved. So I then started to focus on that and thought, right, well, I want to help small business owners. And don't get me wrong. I know that that need is out there. Yeah. A lot of small business owners, marketing is a huge struggle for them. And marketing is one of the things that's going to keep your business afloat because it's helping you to promote what it is that you do so that you can sell what you do and get money for it. Mm. so uh, when I was networking it was one of the areas that I found that a lot of small businesses struggle with but then they also don't have a budget for it and the kind of businesses that I was linking with so you know I did that for a while um, and then I thought to myself right well what's next and then that's how I ended up going back to work and I work for a charity which is a very important charity in the UK. It's been around for a number of years. I think they're about to have an 80th year celebration and that's Citizens Advice. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, I started working with them. Um, Because I like giving back as well, I thought, well, yes, you're being paid, but be somewhere where you're helping other people. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've been working there for the past year and it's been a real eye opener working there as well, yeah. um, in terms of the needs that people have out there, um, in society. So yeah, that's really helped me as well. Um, and how, okay. So if you're someone say changing directions, let's say you're someone who let's, let's pick some, some profiles of people, for example, let's say you're in a job like myself. I had a corporate job. I had a corporate career for 10 years before I left. Right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're like me. You, you go to school, you do all the things you're supposed to do. You get the degrees, you get education, you get the corporate job, you have the job. And like most people you realize, well, maybe you always knew, but you were, you were doing what you were told you were supposed to do. And then you're like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like it. You feel unfulfilled. Whatever the story, whatever your story is, everybody's story is different. How would you suggest someone switch directions from that 
to whatever they want to do. Let's say they want to be a nurse or let's say they want to be like you. They want to be an entrepreneur or they want to, I don't know, whatever they want to do. They just want to change. They want to shift. What, what, what suggestions do you have for them? Well, one of the things that I would probably suggest someone does is find people that are in those fields. Mm. But the problem with finding the people that are in those fields is that you're going to be getting their opinion on it. Mm. So if you can find somebody who you know very well that's doing that and who maybe enjoys what they're doing, you mm. can get their opinion on it. And then maybe someone who maybe joined, be, who wanted to be a nurse for the right reasons and has found that that's not working for them. And then they get their opinion so that you've got a balanced view. Because sometimes we jump into things and we don't have that balanced view of them. Mm -hmm. You know, nursing's a pretty, you know, hard career. To, to go and, you know, to go out there and work as a nurse, especially mm -hmm. if you're in the UK, mm. uh, you need to think about certain things like the hours that you have to put in, not mm -hmm. just for your studying, but also when you finish. Yeah. About things like your pay, will it be sufficient for you being able to, to live in London? So there's a lot to consider. You know, do your research, basically. Mm. Find a way to research what it is that you want to do. Find out how long it's going to take you to study nursing, if it's nursing. Um, and when you're when you're going to finish and then where can it take you can you only be a nurse in the UK or can you travel with it you know mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to look at it Joanne mm -hmm. um, yeah. but I think if you can find somebody who's an an expert in your field and maybe if they're on social media or something like that and follow them then mm. that will help to give you some insight into it but you can't just take that as gospel you've got to go and do other research as well I think what you said about um, talking to other people, that's so key because yes, it's important to talk to other people, but what you said is important. Remember that you're getting their story and their perspective. Yeah. Because everyone's going to tell you from their perspective and you can't make that your own. You know, you've yes. got you've to say, okay, do your research, go out there and, and hear what people are saying, but then you've got to decide for yourself, is this something I want to do and am I going to move forward with it? Yeah. Yeah, because you, you know, you've already probably followed a career for a number of years that you wasn't happy with. So mm. it's about making sure that you really want it because people start things and then mm. they don't follow them through because they then realise, actually, I don't want this. Yeah. So by looking at um, people who have been in that career for a while and talking with them and seeing what their experiences are, it gives you an idea of what you're getting into but it doesn't give you the whole picture because you're going to see it from a different viewpoint when you're actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Tracy, are some of the signs that it's time to change directions in your life, in your career? Cause this is not just about career. This is also life too, right? It could be leaving a relationship. It could be, um, a new job it could be it could be anything it could be um, focusing on your health in your case it could be focusing on your financial education all sorts mm -hmm. of stuff so what would you say are some of the signs that um that it's time to change direction because I think there's always a sign somewhere right there's there, it, the signs would be so different for everybody but you might feel frustrated I think it's about looking at how, where you are mentally and emotionally mm. and, and physically possibly <laughs> You know, looking at where you are on a data, are you actually able to stop and say to yourself, you know what, am I okay with where I am right now? 
Am I mm. happy? Do, or do mm. you feel sad? Do you feel frustrated? Do you feel as though you're not doing what you should be doing? You know, there's a whole host of um, feelings and emotions and, and how you are mentally where you're at. You, mm. you, you know, I think internally we all know Mm-hmm. We have something inside of us that's telling us a voice in a voice yeah in an inner voice that tells us which was where that question came from at because the question came from inside of me when i said to myself there has to be more to life than this and it's about listening to that voice i know it sounds weird hearing voices but it was actually me talking it was me talking and i and that question was i was asking myself that question there has to be more to my life than what it looks like now. Yeah. And there, actually, sure. and there is, because I decided that there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. Of the things, some of the things um, I would say to her are things like, listen to your body. I think your body has a way of telling you that things aren't right. When you hear people say, I'm always tired, I'm always stressed. When you hear people say, I'm not getting enough sleep. Or, yeah, or I, I feel have, ill. I feel I have stomach ulcers. Problem. Stomach problem is yeah. a big sign, you know, ulcers, headaches. This is your body's way of saying things are not right. You know, things, things are falling apart from the inside, you know. Or even if things are falling apart around you, like you've got a job and you, you're never happy there and there's always chaos or... Um, you're pushing, 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 and doing all the right things, but nothing good is coming of it. These are signs. Yeah. Or you're getting heavily involved in the office politics. Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why you, you know, that can be a sign that maybe it's time for you to, to make <coughs> move on. Um, you know, that's such an interesting point because a lot of people don't see it that way. You know, like you, you can have a job and there will always be politics around you, but you don't have to get involved in that. If you like your job, you focus on your work, that's what brings you joy and that's what you do. You don't have to be that person that's involved in the politics, that's going to all the company events or being like the social butterfly in every event. But if you are that person that's in that in, in those circles, you will get caught up in the politics and you, you will always have, you know, as we say, a, a dramatic event in your life. And I think some people don't realize that when they get caught up in the politics, it's a result of there, there's something lacking because when you love your job, you don't really have time for the politics. Yeah, you're, you're busy for us. your job. Yeah, and you and you love what you do, and you're just kind of like, oh, okay, you know. But that is such an interesting point because I've I've never really thought of it in that way. But you're right. I think getting involved in 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 the politics or constantly being involved in the politics is definitely a sign that something's not right. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, people will be able to identify it in their own ways because we're all you, we're all different. We're all similar, but we're all different as well. Mm. But I think what some of the things that we've both said are great indicators. Mm. Of that. Hold on a minute, maybe take a look at where you're at. Are you happy? Mm. You know, always go back to you. Go back to you and what what you want out of life. Do you feel content with where you're at in your life right now? Mm. could you see yourself being in this position next year the year after that the year after that you know just ask yourself the question mm. and you will get the answer <laughs> if yeah. you listen to yourself you will get the answer but then when you get the answer are you going to be willing to do something about it yeah and how big does the change need to be i mean is it does it have to be a little change does it have to be a big change like what what who determines the size of that change that has to be you and how how do you know how do you know how big the change has got to be 
I think you'll just know. If you know to yourself that you are just totally not satisfied with your career, where it's going, you can't see any way of you being promoted and getting to where you want to be. Mm. You have to say to yourself, right, well, what am I going to do? Do you love your career or do you want to change career? Yeah. You know, do, you like be, do you like being an employee or have you seen a better way to do it than how your employer does it and you want to set up your own business? Oh, excuse me. And you want to set up your own business. You know, so you have to make that decision. But then you also have to be willing to live with the decisions that you make, regardless mm. of what the outcomes are going to be. Mm. You know what I think? I, I'm, I used to mentor a lot of young people when I lived in London. What I, what I thought was really sad was I'd meet people who have degrees in accounting, law, um, architecture, history, whatever. But because of family obligations, needing to make money fast or, or feeling like they couldn't find a way to become successful in whatever they studied, they weren't pursuing actually what they studied. Now, I know there are times where you're not pursuing what you studied just because you realize you didn't like it and that's fine. But I'm talking about people who actually, they studied what they like, they study what they enjoy. It could be film, it could be dance, whatever. But they're not doing that because let's say you studied interior design, but you're not, you're not working in interior design because you felt like you couldn't make a path for yourself or you felt like you just needed to get a job where you, needed, you had to make money because you know maybe you had extended family to take care of whatnot. And I always used to say to these people, if you chase the money, you'll never be happy. And I know it's easy mm. for me to say that because I'm a single woman. You know, I, I only take care of me. I don't have to take care of, um, you know, a family and all of that stuff. And I'm not in a position to tell someone, you know, that their financial position is, is quite, um, say, limited, that they should just follow the passion. I, I get that's a very sort of middle class, not realistic view. But mm. I think in the long term, you will realize that working in an area that's not what you studied or not what you like, at some point you're going to get miserable because you're going to realize that you just settled for the money. You've got to find a way to make it work. Sometimes that might be working two jobs. You know, it might be like I met someone recently who said, I'm okay with being an actress, even if it means I've got to, um, work as a waitress because an acting is what I love and she's okay with that she's like I love acting I'm gonna do my acting but if that means for the 20 years the next 20 years of my life I've got to work as a waitress that's okay too she's made that choice because she loves acting she could have easily you know gone into marketing or the business world but she chose not to and I think law in the long run someone like her will be successful you know what I mean Definitely, because she's developing the skills. That's what I was going to say to you. What yeah. stops somebody from having a full-time job mm. and still developing the skills in the area that you want to work in or run a business in? There's nothing that stops you apart from yourself. You can have a full-time job. Your full-time job doesn't take up your whole life. It does yeah. take up a lot of your time. Yeah. But there, are time, there will be time for you to fit in developing the skills for anything else that you want to do. Because you hear people say, oh, yeah, I, didn't, I did my undergrad in that, but I had to do my master's in this because, you know, it takes too long to make money in that field. And then you see them working in a completely different field because they're going after the money. But then a few years down the line, you hear them say, I'm bored, I'm miserable, I don't like this, or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you settled for the money because you felt like that's what you needed to do. Or maybe sometimes it's pressure 
from extended family or relatives or, you know, you need to do the pressure from your community. You're a certain age. You need to do this. You need to do that. But mm. I think you've got to make those choices. Who are you living for? The community or for you, for your parents or for you? Because you've got to live with you. And I yeah. think so many people are depressed and are in dark places in their lives because they're living other people's stories. Exactly. You know, but I, I and I think that we when we're growing up, we are influenced a lot by the people around us and especially our family, our teachers. And, you know... Our mothers, our fathers, our grandparents, our aunties, everybody. Yeah, you're influenced by so many different people. It's that you could be like a different person for like 10 times of the day if you're not careful. Uh So it's about trying to find out who you are and being comfortable with that. And yes, we all need to make money. This is the thing that sometimes people (coughs) want to pretend as though we don't need money, but we do. And we all know that we need to earn a living. And there's nothing wrong with going out and doing a job that that you know that you don't love, but it's bringing in an income. But But you you don't have to sacrifice. Yeah, Yeah, you don't have to sacrifice who you want to be for who other people think you should be. Mm. You know, you can have the job. And we live in a world now where, unfortunately, especially um, in certain countries, people are having to have more than one job just mm-hmm. in, able to make men, in order to make ends meet. And, you know, in order to be able to look after themselves and their families, they, have, they need more than one income. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with you spending a couple of hours in the evening developing your craft in whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah, you know, you know Gary... Don't watch the TV. Don't watch TV instead. Yeah. Spend those two hours yeah. working on your skills. Gary V, um who had a really, really cool post the other day. It was something along the lines of, of um, stop, stop looking at, at what your friends are doing because your friends are doing what they're doing, but it's not what you're doing. So what he was essentially saying is that he gets a lot of messages from young people who are in their 20s and their 30s, and they're like, oh, my friends are going on trips. They have a house. They're married. Um, they've got this. They've got that. Meanwhile, I'm here building my business or I'm here working on my craft and I don't have any of those things. And he was like, you're, you're, you're spending so much time and energy worrying about other people's accomplishments and par- comparing yourself to them. And it's a waste of energy because you're running your own race and yeah. you need to stop looking at what other people are doing because that's not going to get you anywhere. And I think that's what happens. You know, you, you come from your community or your society or whatever it is, your cousins and whoever, your friends from uni and you see everybody's going on that path, you know, getting married, having the kids, getting the house, taking the trips, you know, doing that lifestyle. And you, you feel out of place because you, you wonder, okay, should I be doing that too? And nobody understands why you are, you know, I don't know, studying your acting 15 hours a day and taking classes and running around and you don't have anything. And it's like, well, because you don't want to do what they're doing. So stop comparing yourself. Yeah. And I feel like it's easier said than done, though. And I feel like that's where you might have to, you know, have some new friends or change your social circles because it's Definitely. hard. Yeah. The people yeah. that you surround yourself with will be, um, or the people that you do surround yourself around with is a great indicator of where your mind's at. Mm-hmm. So if you want 
to pursue whatever it is that you want to pursue. Surround yourself with people who are doing that, who will support you and who will encourage you. You know, mm. make sure that you find yourself a mentor. It's great that you've done mentoring, Joanne, because, you know, yeah. so many people out there do need that. Yep. You know, we are in our heads a lot as mm-hmm. people. And sometimes you need somebody who can just encourage you to keep going in whatever direction it is that you're going because you can become disheartened and think, you know what, this is not working. I'm just going to give it up. Mm. But if you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people, they'll support you. One mm. of the things I love about Genestar is we have the most amazing, we call it a Genestar family. Um, and it's, it's, you know, people support each other. You know, yeah. when somebody gets promoted in the company, everybody encourages them yeah. Going and then it also encourages other people who've come on board to, you know, work your business, learn and develop your skills, go out there and help families. So for for me, it's it's about making sure you're surrounded by like-minded people. You know, go where you're go where you're um don't you know go where you're supported, not tolerated. Go where people want to lift you up, um, so that you and go where people can see the potential in you before you can even see it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The kind of people that you want to be around. And you said, go where you're uplifted, not tolerated. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, like that. yeah. Go where people will celebrate you, you know, even little achievements. It doesn't have to be big achievements. It could just be that, you know, you stood up and, and, and introduced yourself for the first time um, in a room full of people where you've always been shy to do that. It doesn't have to be big things, but the mere fact that you're, you're making those small changes will in- encourage you to keep moving forward and making those changes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And changing direction involves changing social circles. And unfortunately it does. You're going to have to leave some people. Yeah. yeah. Can you talk to that? Because I think that's a big big thing for some people you know um if you're very attached to your friends that you've had since you were five years old and you're very attached to your family and your cousins and all these people but you realize you're not on the same page with them how do people find balance between still maintaining those people in their lives but finding those new circles that they need to help them make the shift you know what i love my family i love my family and i love my friends Mm. Um, but I also like now love me. <laughs> yeah. So I, for me, the balance comes from the fact that I have a second family who I can go to, who I can get the support from. And I'm not saying that my family are unsupportive of what I'm doing. They may not necessarily understand what I'm doing, and it may exactly. look to them like she's mo- she's who does she think she is trying to move out away from us and run her own business. That's their issue. And if they do have that, then that's up to them. Mm. You know, my dad, bless him, I love my dad to bits. But my dad is of the um, thinking or the mentality of, you know, you go to, um, you get a good education, you get a good job, because he's managed to retire, you know, and get a good pension. You get a good job, you get that, you, you work your career, and then you retire. That's mm. just not going to work for me. And my dad doesn't understand that. Um, Right now, he's happy because I'm working as well as doing my business. But when I was just doing my business, you know, he would just talk and talk. And, you know, I kind of just, I don't want to say I switched off. But, you know, I was just like, okay, dad, I hear what you're saying. 
that's worked for you, but that's not going to work for me. And getting him to understand that, he probably never will. Yeah. But I love my dad and I know he's, it's coming from a good place. Um, He loves his daughter and he wants to see me, you know, be able to succeed in life. It's all coming from a good place. And this is a conversation I had on the recent part, the the previous podcast I did with Ashanti, who's also based in London. And we, we talked about emotional baggage and managing disappointment. And we had a whole conversation about the fact that um, when you're building a business and in this instance, when you're changing directions in your life, you're going to have to know and learn who to talk to about certain things. Yeah. Your dream. Yeah, you can't talk if if you can't talk to your family about your dream. It doesn't mean that your family doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that you don't love your family. It just means you can't talk to them about your dream because they don't get it, and that's okay. And you shouldn't. And yeah, and you, and you shouldn't. And that's okay. They may spoil it for you. Yeah, if because you do. because they're coming from a good place. They're trying to protect you, but yes. in their in their trying to protect you, they're also discouraging you. And maybe you might not be able to talk to your partner or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband about certain things, and that's okay too. So it's kind of learning who you can talk to about talk certain to. things. Yeah. And that's, that's a lesson because I think sometimes people believe, oh, but that's my family and that's my husband and that's my girlfriend. Why shouldn't I be yeah. able to talk to them? It doesn't you, mean you, you don't you love them any less. To a certain extent because it's, yes. if you have a partner, it's nice to let your partner know what you're doing. Otherwise that just kind of builds more of course um, and kind of and, stress on your relationship it's good yeah. for them to know what you're doing and but support like you said, yeah in terms of the goals and dreams that you have maybe it might not be such a good idea for you to be sharing it consistently with them you know you you can just say you know what look i'm trying to work on me exactly i want to work on who i am as a person you know you may not support it but can you just let me go on my journey you know and i think that's making... hard i think that's hard for a lot of people it is because... hard but because they, they don't quite get that different people add different things to your life and you can't expect the closest people in your life to understand everything about you. I, I'm of the belief that no one ever really understands everything about you. We don't even understand ourselves completely, much mm. less trying to put that pressure on, you know, like, okay, my husband should understand what I'm doing and my husband should get my business. I'm of the belief that all I want my husband to do is support me unconditionally. And that's it. Mm. He doesn't need to do, he doesn't need to understand. He doesn't need to know everything. And he's not expected to, you know, he's got his own pressure and he's got his own life. And I think trying to put all of that pressure on one person, it's not fair to that person. That's why you need your your people, your circles, you know, you got to get your circle who's going to give you that emotional support and your circle who's going to give you the technical support. And I think that's really important when you're changing directions in your life, you need to find new networks. And it doesn't mean you love your old networks less. It just means you're diversifying your life. (laughs) You know, you're just making room for more of who you are. (laughs) And that's okay. Yeah, and that's okay. And you will start to feel comfortable with it because you'll start to feel, you know, that you're in the right place if you're Mm. with the right people and they're supporting Mm. you. And not just that, you'll find that you're moving closer to the goal, (laughs) which is very important. You know, whatever the goals are, you'll find that you're moving closer towards them, that you're developing. Um, Yes, you're changing as well. And that can be scary sometimes for your family and friends is the fact that you're changing Mm, and they, they might feel think, as though they're losing that connection with you and they think you're, you're being you're acting better than them and and that's when you have to come in and reassure them that it's not about that you love them the same way but you just you need to focus on your development and you need to be a better person in certain areas of your life and I think if your family loves you they'll get that yeah they'll get that 
yeah, yeah. they definitely will yeah so just keep going you know if you you know that's the thing the fear of leaving certain people behind sometimes can be what stops people but yeah. let's look on it are you going to feel fulfilled or are you going to feel the same way in the next year the next two years you know time is moving on it's not standing still and you know you know so many people say it and i think les brown loads of motivational speakers say it you know the graveyard is filled with so much potential that was never used, you know, yeah. because people just froze and decided not to pursue what their passion or their purpose was for whatever reason. So do yeah. you want to be one of those people or do you want to work towards developing yourself into being that person that you feel you are? Yeah. I think so many people are, so many people are scared of, having others see them pursue something or, or work on something or seeing them start from scratch or seeing them jump in a, it's like jumping in a lake and you don't know how to swim, but that's the only way you're going to learn. And that's the only way you're going to develop. And um, it's the only way you're going to grow as a person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, changing direction can be scary. Changing direction, you know, you are going to, um, have your peaks and your troughs. You are going to have moments of where you just feel like things are not working. <laughs> oh God, yeah, all the time. Like, oh my gosh, I just need to go back to where my comfort zone. No, you need to keep moving forward if you want to. If you want to go back, you can. Mm. People need to remember it's always our decisions. It's our mm. decision. So if you want to go back to where you weren't feeling fulfilled, Mm. you were unhappy then that's your choice too you know no one has the right to tell any of us how we should live our lives mm. people do but they actually don't and 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 what we take from what they're saying we have to take responsibility for because i was saying this to a colleague the other day if i'm not being supported by my partner mm. and then i stop doing my business is it my partner's fault or is it mine that my business hasn't worked it's your fault it's mine because I've chosen to, to stop doing what I feel I should be doing just because of what someone else's opinion of it is. Yeah. So you know, people have to make those decisions and know to yourself that whatever, you, you're going to have to live with those decisions. And you know, when you start, when your relatives and your friends and your spouse and everybody starts seeing the positive things that, have, that are coming out of all your hard work, and all the changes you've made, you then start to become an, a positive influence on them. And they start, they, they might then decide, okay, well, if she can do it, then I can, then I can do it too. And if you're that first person in your family to take the risk and you're successful, then you open a gateway for other people in your family or in your community to be successful in that too, because sometimes it just takes that one person. Yeah. And, and even if it doesn't quite go the way that you thought it was, like you said, there is going to be some level of success because oh, yeah. you would have developed in some way as a person. So don't look on it as, oh, I didn't make the money that I thought I was going to make in the business. But who are you now? A completely different person. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it opens doors in other areas for you because you'll find someone might contact you to do this or to do that or you know it it's definitely always going to lead to something else yeah yeah i, I definitely agree with you on that it, it definitely will and it's so it's just about you making those choices for yourself and being able to live with them 
yeah. you know, and we can all do that because yes. if we, even if we fall, we can get back up. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, one last thing that I wanted to talk to you about is non-essentials. <laughs> Eliminating non-essentials. Okay, so you're starting to make changes in your life, change in direction, etc. How important is it to eliminate the things that don't matter, like simplifying your life, for example, or getting rid of of things like stuff? <laughs> is that important? Yeah. When you say non-essentials, what do you mean? Like the non-essentials. Okay. Say, so let's say you're someone that you like, you like, you're a hoarder, <laughs> okay, you're oh, a hoarder, and you've got a lot of stuff in your life, and you want to make changes, you want to, you want to make changes to, I don't know, you want to just simplify your life a little, how important is it to just change your physical surroundings, so maybe get rid of all of the stuff you have, stop buying so many things, or stop, mm. you know, just your physical space, Um, you know, maybe add a, things to your physical space that bring joy to your life and get rid of all the other stuff like just things like that the physical the physical side of change like your flat your home your car yeah, that, your oh, your spaces you occupy yeah anything that you are not satisfied in terms mm. of how your life looks you can do something about making changes with it Mm. Um, so for me, uh, moving home was something that I really focused on because I wasn't happy with where we were living. Mm. So I really focused on it, and within two three months we'd moved. Wow! So where you focus your mind, <laughs> you will achieve the results that you want if you really focus on what it is that you want. Mm. Um, but in terms of the non-essentials, you know, you've got to, there's so many different types of clutter. It doesn't literally have to be physical. You can have mental clutter. Mm. Mental clutter could be from past relationships. Oh God, yeah. It could be from, you know, which can indicate how you're feeling about yourself as well. Mm. Oh God. You know? so, so you need to have a, a, a way of releasing that baggage that you're carrying around with you. So how does someone release? So how does someone release that that baggage? Um, for me, how I release my baggage is, you know, there's a few things that I do. I I like to listen to a lot of motivational speakers, mm. and they kind of help me to take a look at who I am and where I am mentally. Mm. And sometimes I just like to sit and just be with myself and talk to myself and see what my thoughts are and what I'm thinking. Mm. And oh my word, sometimes I think, oh my gosh, you know what? You your head is just <laughs> your head is just filled with some seriously serious stuff that needs to leave your brain, you know. So sometimes it's just for me about being silent and being still and having the time to do that. So mm. sometimes it's nice for me at the weekend because neither of my children are around mm. and I can just be still and I can just be with myself and with my thoughts and see where I'm at with my thoughts. Mm. One of the things that me that with me that I struggle with sometimes is consistency. So I will do things like start meditation and Oprah and Deepak Chopra, they have amazing meditations that they do. And some of them are free mm. they usually cycles. So it'll be like a 21 day meditation. So I've done things like that to help me try and release some of the clutter and just be still so that I can allow the spiritual side to kind of, yeah take over and that i can connect 
Because I believe that everybody's all one anyway, and people may not believe that. Everyone's got their own beliefs. So that I can connect with the universe, connect with God, connect with who I am, and allow that light that I feel yeah. we all have to kind of come and help me to refocus and to get rid of some of the mental clutter that's in there. Because sometimes it's just about trying to put that positivity back into your mind. Because yeah. sometimes my thinking is just awful and I'm like, wow, that really needs to go. You shouldn't feel that way about yourself or about what you're doing. Yeah. So it's about you finding your own ways to, I don't want to say cope, but finding your own ways to declutter yourself from whatever it is that's holding you back. And that, but that is a form of coping. I think, I think coping is big. You've got to have coping strategies, no, for life. Yeah, definitely. And that's why, like you said, the circles that you, you surround yourself in count because, you know, it's not, it's not just about the physical people that are there that can help champion you, but it's also the people who, you know, I don't know Oprah personally. I don't know Deepak Chopra, but I followed a lot of their work mm. on the internet and mm. a lot of what they have to say, I have a lot of time for. Sometimes mm. when I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I go back and I watch Dr. Wayne Dyer mm. um, as well. He's amazing. And yeah. a lot of what he has to say, you know, this is a man who, who lived his life for helping people to develop themselves spiritually as well as um, in personal development as well and to find the meaning of their own lives. Yeah. So sometimes when I'm feeling a bit cluttered, I might be feeling a bit down because just because I, I'm following what I want to do, it doesn't mean that my life is all perfect. That, that's a good point to make. It doesn't mean your your life isn't perfect. That's so important. Yeah, it's it's my life is never going to be perfect. But what <laughs> I do is I continuously try and work on myself and surround myself and try and you know unconsciously put stuff in unconsciously as well and if i'm watching this stuff and taking it in and actually believing it in mm. what I'm, then it helps as well but you know in terms of clutter you have to decide what you're going to be willing to let go of because mm. you know if you if you don't if you don't want to let go of the clutter joanne then it's not going anywhere is it <laughs> you know exactly. you've got to decide well i'm going to let go of this you know, I'm going to let go of all of this paper that I have that's related to, you know, work I did 10 years ago that's probably outdated. Well, why is it in your home? You know, when I moved home, that's a good example. I had to get rid of a lot of stuff mm. <laughs> because there just wasn't the room for it in the new place. And... I wasn't actually using that stuff. So when we were moving and when I found, before I even found a place, Joanne, I had started to declutter the house. So I'd started to bag up clothes that no longer fitted us and take them to the charity shop. I wow. started looking at Nathan's toys and giving them away, his books and giving them away, you know, my stuff as well that I have in the house that I wasn't using. And, it, and paper is my biggest thing. I tend to keep a lot of paper. I just started shredding it. Mm. Why do you have old bills from two years ago, three years ago? You know, get, get rid of stuff that's not serving you. Um, so that when we were ready to move, mm. by the time we were ready to move, we literally moved with what needed to come with us. Okay. Wow. That's good though. That's good. But, but, That's really, really yeah. good. 
Uh, but part of that was focus. I was so focused on the fact that I was unhappy with where I lived that I was just like, no. And I didn't settle. I was looking for properties to move into. And I was like, no, this one doesn't feel right. No, this one. When I walked into where we are now, I was like, yes. Mm. I hadn't even looked around. I literally walked <laughs> through the door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I felt connected as is, as in this will be our home. Yeah. So, and then, so yeah, so for, it's about you being happy with where you're at. The mere fact, I could have stayed where I was. Mm. I could have stayed in that flat, feeling unhappy, but then it would have started to impact on other parts of my life as well, as yeah. it was. It it was starting to impact because I wasn't happy with where we were living. So it starts to impact. I wasn't happy with the school that my son was attending. So if you, you've got to do something about these things that you're not happy with. Yeah. Otherwise you're building up clutter that doesn't need to be there and it's not serving you. Yes, indeed. So what final words do you have for our rare ones who are listening in? And they're nodding and they're going, okay, or they're listening and they're going, mm, this is kind of scary. I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> what you, final words do you have for them? My final words for the lovely rare birds mm. are, you can do it. You can do it. That's it. You can do it. Whatever it is that you want to do, but have a plan, you know? Have a plan, have, you know, the, the thing about your Rare Birds community, which I absolutely love, Joanne, is that you've yeah. got a community of ladies who are like-minded, make use of the resource. Yeah. And the thing is, we're all over the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that means, That's the part yeah. I love the most. <laughs> yeah, that people I love the most. all over the world, ladies all over the world are changing mm-hmm. their lives from where they were to where they want to be. And they can learn from each other and share, yeah, share experiences. Share so don't be afraid to reach out to your sisters because sometimes we're afraid to reach out to each other. Reach out to your sisters, you know, who you feel that connected with and share. Yeah. yeah. Share your journey, share your fears because we all have them. Share the uplifting moments that you have so you can uplift someone else who might be in a difficult place and time. And just keep doing what you're doing. You know, keep moving forward with whether it's your business, whether it's your personal life, whether it's your relationships, whether it's your spirituality, Mm. whatever it is, just keep moving forward with it and Mm. find your happiness. That's great. So is there anything that you are looking for right now that you would like to share with us? Anything that you need, maybe a collaboration, maybe assistance, help? Tell us yeah. so whoever's listening in can, can offer that. Yes. Oh. Hello. Yes. Can you hear Hello. Me? Oh, sorry. Yes. It just cut off. That was me. I touched my ear, yeah. I think. That's yeah, okay. Um, so what are you, well, what what you I'm need looking help with? For mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking for people who want to sort of learn about what we do in terms of the financial education. So I'm looking for business partners who want to come on board and not only develop a business, but also help families 
to become more financially intelligent. So people who want to help educate people, uh, people who want to themselves be educated as well in terms of their finances so that they can maybe go in the directions that they want to. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also looking to collaborate with people who are sort of working in the community. Mm -hmm. um, so it's mainly UK focused at the moment, but because I love networking, I also want to connect with people across the globe in terms of that as well, in terms of financial education and see what the systems are like where they live and work in the different countries. Because I think one of the things for me is I want to be able to gain a perspective of what life is like financially for people who are living in different parts of the world. Mm. Everybody may not be having the same experience that I'm having here. Right. Um, you know, they may be at a different level with their financial education. Um, and also looking at different ways um, that people are investing, not just um, financially, but investing in themselves as well. Yes, yes. So connecting with people on that level to see, well, how are you investing in yourself and in your personal growth and development? What's helping you to develop and gain what it is that you need to be able to do what you're doing? So there's various different levels that I want to connect with people on. Um, and in terms of the rare birds, it's just to sort of get to meet more of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rare doesn't mean that, you know, you don't get to know who, who they all are. So it would be nice to, to maybe be able to meet up with those that are in the UK. Mm. Um, and to see more of people that are around the world as well. Okay, great. Perfect. So where can we reach you? Email, website, etc. Well, my I was trying to get my website up, um, so I'll have to send that to you. Um, but the company that I work with is called Genestar. Um, I do have my own website with the company as well. Mm -hmm. My email address is tjforever at hotmail.co.uk. Um, so people can connect with me through my email. Um, you can connect with me through LinkedIn. My okay. profile is Tracy Jenkins and it's Tracy T-R-A-C-Y. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also on Facebook as well. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, and Twitter. Okay. My Twitter handle is um, live underscore love better and better is spelled B-E-T-T-A. Okay. So people can connect with me that way. Yeah, it'll be just be great to hear from, you know, the rare birds out there and to sort of connect with people so that we can all encourage each other, see where there's any potential collaborations. Because one of the things that I've always been told that I'm quite good at is connecting people together. Mm. So when I, I meet people, this. yeah, and then, I, and then I kind of meet somebody who I think, okay, they can probably work with this person or this person's offering a service that will benefit this person. The compliment, yeah. Yeah, I, I usually just connect them, allow them to speak and then let them see if there's any potential collaboration. And let that grow, yeah, yeah definitely. Because not, not everybody can work with everybody. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm quite good at connecting with them, connecting people together. So that's something that I do as well. Um, yeah, connecting people is great. It's a great thing to do. It's a great thing to see how other people work together and what they can achieve. It's nice. 
Yeah, because I think sometimes we, we feel like everything has to be done in isolation, where if we're running our business, we have to do it on our own. But there may be somebody that can help you develop it much quicker because they may have made the mistakes that you potentially could make so they can exactly. get you ahead. Exactly. There may be some area in your business that you're not quite, you don't understand and you struggle with, and then someone else could help you in, in, in that area as well. So there's so many different ways that we can work together. And it's Perfect. about exploring them. Perfect. Well, I want to take this time now to thank you. Thank you so much, firstly, for coming on, for sharing your life, your experiences, your knowledge, wisdom, information, and all of that good stuff. Thank you for all of the work that you're doing. You know, the work you do on yourself inspires other people to do work on themselves too. So by you changing directions, you've inspired others and given others the motivation and just the the belief in themselves that they can that they can do the same so thank you for everything that you're doing and i hope to have you back on again to learn about more changes and the next direction that you head into oh thank you so much joanne thank you so much for having me on on this platform um i know i've been a little <laughs> bit quiet but i will be back connecting with people again so if anyone wants to connect with me feel free and but that's okay i mean you know that's life that's a cycle of life there's a point where you're going to be out there and everybody's going to be seeing you and then there's going to be times where you've got to be in your cave thinking and reflecting and then you know that's the way it is no i don't think no one is expected to or no one should should think they have to be out there all the time it's just mm. it can be very draining and you need you need you need time to reflect and think about things as well so yeah. Oh, good. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Joanne. And Thank I'll... you. All right, rare one. So you have heard from Tracy, and now you have heard her story about changing directions. And I hope it's inspired you to change directions too, if that's something that you'd like to do. And you know where to find her. You know where to find me. And until next time, bye for now.